what we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you can get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants. Well, he gets. I don't like it.
feedback all right I don't know if anybody can hear me what am I doing here I'm not sure but we seem to be having some severe difficulties including nobody can see the studio right now 
So I was asked to call in as host. So my mic is probably live, but I can't see the board. I can't see anybody else that's called in. And that means I can't get anybody else on the air. Cool. I don't even know if anybody can hear me. Because the chat's not up. Isn't BTR cool? I'm waiting to get login credentials. But it ain't happening. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? Hi. Not too much. How are you, Glenn? How did you get on the air? Um, apparently, Auntie let me on. So he can see the studio. Apparently. I don't know what he's up to. He <laughs> said he was at a bar. Maybe, like, it's too loud where he's currently at to like direct connect and like talk to us but apparently he's uh looking at the board and letting people on okay well as long as somebody can see the fucking studio because <laughs> i know right well i sent him a, i sent him a tweet about eight minutes before the show and i said where's the chat now yeah. i guess dm i tweeted out not too long ago that like i was going to be coming on so i guess maybe that's why he checked in and let me on well, he said he's on his phone and he doesn't have Flash on his phone, so he can't launch the chat, which is true. So then he right. said, here's the creds. Call in as the host. So I called in as the host, but I still can't see the studio. Right. So I, you know, well, you've got to press Somebody must be watching because here I am, yeah. Okay, well, I guess we don't get a well, chat then. Uh... <laughs> Probably not. I don't give a shit about chat. You had to talk me into launching the chat on my own show and all things. No, okay. Well, you know, I guess some guys don't really give a fuck about the chat. That's cool. Yeah. It's pretty fun on other people's shows, in all fairness. I have a hard time hosting and paying attention to the chat at the same time. Did well, you read, that's like, true, the yeah. description and shit? It's like awful lovey-dovey. Did you read it? Uh, no, I haven't read it. I'm reading it now. For a second to think about the science and psychology of falling in love or why you're falling in love with that special someone. Did you ever notice love is sort of a mysterious yet natural emotion in a, and it must have to do something with our chemistry to one another? Or have you ever concluded love could be a beautiful feeling helping species remain alive? If not, it is the time to be mindful because it will definitely help you envision and live a fuller life. So, like, he probably could have saved this shit for Valentine's Day. Fuck that. Pretty happy crappy to me. (laughs) Or maybe this is supposed to be a psychology show. I don't know. Apparently it's up to us Uh, because it's probably our world. as 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 far as that goes, I've always believed that it's a decision that you make somewhere in your mind to pursue or to fall in love with someone. 
It's not an accident. It's not some force that you can't control. There is a decision somewhere because I'm sure almost everybody has had the circumstance where someone falls in love with you and you don't fall in love with them. Right. So how does that happen? If it's this force, then how can it be one way? How can it be different sometimes than other times? I think it's a decision I because know. I know my, my own personal experience. When I turned 30, I started to question whether I would ever get married or if I would just be a bachelor forever. And then, gee, what do you know? When I was 31, I got married. And it's because I changed my outlook. I started to open my eyes. I started to, I don't know, I guess kind of look for a candidate. Right. And I found one. You know, I found one. Good for you. I was married at 30. I was married at 31. I was divorced at 35. But, you know, that's a whole nother issue. I hear that story a but, lot. But, you I know, know, I, I like, think... I think that kind of emotion is kind of part of the human condition. Like, I never made a choice to be a homo sapien. Like, I didn't make the choice to have fucking emotions. It just kind of fucking happened to me. And, like... As far as my personal shit, like, I dated my high school sweetheart for, like, six fucking years. She's the only girl I ever considered fucking married. We were actually engaged for a fucking while, and she got into a really good school in New Jersey, and she's like, do you want to go? And I'm like, my life's awesome right now. Why would I want to leave all this for New Jersey? So we kind of split, you know, like, with a mutual understanding, and, I mean, we still talk, like, I feel like... I still love this person maybe not to the depth that i once did but like we still have a really deep relationship but i don't know anytime that like love has crept up on me like it's not something that i planned it's not something that i was consciously like you know what i'm gonna make an effort to fall in love with this person like someone just came along that was really profound you know that like just continued to impress me you know minute by minute and i'm like wow this is fucking weird this shit crept up on me but like all of a sudden i really like somebody so it seems like uh our experiences are very different from each other and uh that's fun Andy Christ okay, I'm talking about how we're talking about fucking love and shit and he still won't fucking call in this is going to uh, turn from to a show him. about love into a show about how Antichrist is a little bitch. <laughs> I'm talking to him in DM right now. The reason you're oh, on yeah. air is because you linked in with email, and the email links are unmuted. Oh, uh, okay. So connect, yeah, I asked him to shoot me an email, and I never got an email, but I called from my phone, and like I just kind of showed up on the show haphazardly. Well, I still don't understand how you got on air then. Yeah, I don't either. I promise you. Like, I'm looking at my inbox now. Like, I still don't have an email about all of this. I called in from my physical phone, and here I am. Did you call the host number or the guest number? Uh, I called 646-929-1480. I presume that's the guest number. It's, like, publicly shown on his 
you know, like show page. Yeah, that's that's the guest number. Well, he must that's have got in there and let you on. He uh, must have got in there and let you on. That seems like the only logical route to me. I just asked him, can you see the studio? And he says no. So yeah. I don't know what, what the fuck's going on. He's probably just trolling us both, honestly. Well, if he is, he's doing a good job. Yeah, he's a pretty talented guy for a little bit. No, oh, well. Whatever. Oh, well. I guess we yeah. got an hour to blow, Glenn. This should be fun. Well, I pretty much wasted my entire day in a fucking massive trolling war on Twitter, so. Oh, did you? I'm so glad no. I wasn't part of that. Yeah, it was, What were you uh, in the tweetosphere getting adamant about? Well, there's been another fucking oil spill up here, and there are cities that can't drink their own fucking water, and... There's a couple clowns that, you know, insist that, you know, don't worry, everything's fine. Oh, shit, I just oh. unmuted myself. Look at that. There I'm you are. Fucking, I'm a fucking Oh, wow, rocket. here he is. Two of my You're favorite. You're fucking rocket science? Well, I mean, that was obviously hyperbole. My two, right. two of my people, thank you for bailing me out. My God, that took a long time. You ever notice on phone, sometimes you, like, can't copy and paste? That is like my worst nightmare because then I have to rely on my memory, which is right. entirely, entirely unreliable. So it took me 46 tries to enter that host pen. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, okay, okay, because you I had to go I from screen to screen. How did it count on a piece of scrap paper, like like yeah. in real life? But, you know, Glenn, Coach, how are you guys? Uh, Glenn, please continue with the newest oil spill, which I just read about. Well, it just turned into this thing about, you know, uh, the guy that Husky Oil hired, they call their safety expert. The guy looks like a fucking pirate. He's got an eye patch. He's got white hair. He's got a white beard and a scowl on his face. And the first statement he made said that Oh, don't worry about it. The bacteria in the river will eat all the oil. Wait a like, second. Yeah, yeah, like, say fucking what there, pirate bitumen? Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to happen. Could you so, uh, name an existing, uh, existing you just like pirate bitumen in real life? Like and we take that in. Is this a mycelium river? Well, the issue is under laboratory conditions, when you have microbes in fresh water and you drop in oil with an oil with a fucking eyedropper, yeah, the bacteria will eat the oil. But when you sure. have a river with a flow and you put hundreds of thousands of gallons of oil in the river at once, it's not going to fucking work, okay? Sure, it's like but when you this, take a dry sponge and you have a spill and you put you put the sponge to it and once the sponge gets saturated, it can't soak up any more anything. So you're exactly right. Um, it, but, you know, then this clown who 
is a Ph.D., and he's a chemical engineer, and he makes all his money off disaster capitalism. So if there were no leaky pipelines and oil spills, he would be out of a fucking job. And he insists how intelligent he is and how he knows so much and I know nothing. And I said, well, if you're so educated, why aren't you working to a solution to our dependence on oil instead of just cleaning up the fuck-ups? Oh, that's right. That pays your mortgage. And, well, let, and that's uh, where it going started. Going on the same topic, let me pose a question to both of you guys. If, uh, Glenn, yeah. I know you remember because we talked Glenn's about it. going to give up his whole show two days early, and we don't want that to happen. So. Okay. Oh, no, uh, this, oh, isn't, okay. this isn't my show. It's not my show. It's a, it's a pre, hers, his Glenn's will be well-researched, thorough, and um, efficient. This is not always pre- um, and I like the, the love stuff you guys were touching on earlier while I was desperately trying to copy and paste that fucking pin number onto something. Um, but, uh, BTR does not love you, apparently, so I hope you don't love BTR because it sucks loves to be in love with someone BTR who doesn't love you. At. BTR loves me Fuck. more than it loves Glenn. Oh, yeah. Uh, Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Glenn is making ripples that BTR does not appreciate. Well, that's too goddamn bad. The oil thing, like, back to that real quick. Like, I mean, even what, going seven, eight years now, I've known Glenn. Like, you know, I think when he first started The View up here or maybe Revolution Radio or whatever was before that, every once in a while we used to talk about, you know, peak oil and uh, sort of the... uh, the inevitable um, hockey stick fall of oil. And now we hear nothing about that at all anymore. It's as if uh, the can was just kicked down the road several blocks and we have fact cat, um, which is clearly creating like tons of problems, um, not just as far as transportation, uh, slurry that goes into the, into the, into the uh, aquifers, um, you know, but also like sort of uh, uh, more alarmist things like earthquakes, uh, you know, in Ohio and Oklahoma and places that have never been. Um, so essentially, we've just we've just uh, um, obfuscated the uh, the peak oil thing in favor of fracked gas. Well, it's all about money. It's all about getting that last bitch out of that fucking grain of sand. Well, yeah. I mean, the issue is they know. I mean, they're blown away by how quickly alternative energy is coming on. They never expected it to decrease in cost this quick. They never expected the public to be this willing to accept it this quick. And it's kind of like the, the, the railroads when the interstate system started being built. It was like, holy fuck, man, there goes our market. You know? Yeah. See, uh, that's a great analogy, actually, um, especially for small-town America. Uh, once the uh, the National Highway uh, Bill um, was signed by whatever president it was, essentially to move uh, munitions and equipment around, um, and it started to bypass uh, downtowns of 
all all geological geographical locations. Those downtown side. We have another caller on one 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 one. You are live <laughs> on the air. Hi guys, good night. My name is Franklin, and um, I've been listening to you guys. Oh show. God. Hi Franklin. Hi. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was told that you guys was talking about like love and anonymously loving someone and in love with someone. We're we are talking about love. We are talking about passion. We are talking about love. We are talking about cockiness rift. We are talking about no no seeing the whole concept. Yeah, talk about cockiness rift embodiment. Okay. I would like to uh, welcome my good friend. Um, and, and inventor of the calculus riff, Ava, to the show. Welcome. But we got well, his name was like Frank. Listen, no, but 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 Frank. Frank got a question for you guys. When I said hi, guys, my name is Frank. Um, and I've been listening to the show. They had someone in the background who said, "Oh God, what was that about?" Like, speak to Frank. Because Frank is, I'm very emotional. I am a spiritual person. I have an Earth Day sign, so um, you know you that means an Earth Day sign. That means I am a community person. I like to deal with like, you know, community stuff and so forth. I'm a socialite. So when I hear words like "Hi, this is Frank," and then you hear words in the background like "Oh my God," it, it kind of like you know I don't want to use like curse words, but it kind of you know fucks with me. Who was that? Well, I said that. I don't even take words out of anybody's mouth. But, you know, if you're at a club or something and you're chilling and all of a sudden Madonna walks in or uh, P. Diddy walks in or uh, 50 <laughs> Cent walks in, you know, you're like, oh, my God. Like, damn, that dude is balling. That that lady is balling. I think it, it was in that spirit. But I have a correct question for you, Ava, or uh, Frank, because I know you have a wide scope of knowledge. Now, see, I have a theory about love that has a lot to do with drugs. And I have a theory about love that when love hits you the first time, like it just knocks you off your feet, like just slams you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're anxious, you're nervous, you're sweating this bitch or this guy or whatever, you know, it's like the first time you do a drug, like a good drug, you know, and then forever, ever after, you're always chasing that first time. I'd like you to comment on on my theory of love as um, equated to narcotics, and I'd like Coach and Glenn to also uh, weigh in on that theory. And you would like you would like Frank to um. Like, okay, yeah, and they, what do you think about okay. that theory? Like, well, you, you're always trying to recapture that first love, just like you're always trying to recapture that first hit, that first shot, that first whatever it is. It's the same brain uh, chemicals, endorphins, neuroepinephrine, dopamine uh, that get released by love, by cocaine, by fucking all, everything, everything that makes you feel good. Okay. Oh, okay. Two examples, right? Like one, like since we're being serious. Now, you remember when you was younger, and you had like what the terminology base is known as a crush on someone. Like that feeling is like a feeling that you don't get while you while you grow up. Like once you get older, you pass eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. For some reason, when you come across people that you're attracted to, you might be have some kind of like emotional feelings towards. It's not the same as that original. You know that crush, that 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 you look at that girl, she looks at you, and you can't stop smiling. Effect. It's like um, 
it, it, it is some form of dopamine, and it, it, it is like, you know, in other words, you can't say it's like drugs. It's like when a person do um, crack cocaine for the first time, and they get this, like, fucking high. They get this high that's, like, so untouchable that no matter how much times that they try fucking crack cocaine again, they can never get that same feeling, that, that original crush. Um, So there is some form of, like, you know, coincidence play that's going on. I could really yeah. say, and then then yeah. I was saying too, like I was speaking to one of my friends, and um, to each his own, you know. I'm not here to judge no one, not here to like force my my ways onto anyone. So she has uh, a habit of like you know messing with the H, and um, by messing with the H, she was speaking to me yesterday, and she was telling me that it makes her wet, like not trying to change the subject, but dealing with drugs, you know. And I asked, I'm like, you 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 inject this H into your system, like. What is the real feeling? Like, she tells me it's a love that she never felt, like, that she cannot feel by, by anyone that's, that's human. I'm like, wow. She, you know, that's, that's really deep for someone to tell you that a drug that they're using gives them a feeling of, of love that they could not get anywhere else. And that is really mind-boggling in one way. And then the other way, too, she she. she me know that it gets us so goddamn wet, and I had to ask her. I was like, "Wait, so you rather, in other words, you you telling you rather have sex and get wet, or you rather do your drugs and get wet?" Because you know Frank is going to ask these kind of like nutty questions, and that's it's, not it's a nutty question. That's a hard hitting. I guess it's the the combination of of the euphoric feeling that she gets of like feeling loved when she does the H. And also, I guess the physical—I don't know—sexual feelings she gets. So, hey, there are all coincidences, and there are some form of relations that goes on with with the electrical nodes and the levels of like I don't know sensation we get when we do come across someone we love. Speaking of, don't forget to write. The original Danny Dancalian will post a link where you can write Danny a a letter, DJ Danny. Uh, we will post a link to where you can write him a letter, say you're thinking about him while we're talking about dope and all that serious shit. Um, but absolutely, I I agree with you. Glenn, what do you think about about that theory of mine? Like those that first love, those that those 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 dopamine receptors get all filled up. Like you're you're giggly, you're 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 silly, you know. Like that peanut love, you know, where you're floating in the air. You know, that's like the, that's like the first time. Well, as a person speaking of experience, that's the first time. Like you know, I've been smoking like weed, and like the f- first time I ever smoked marijuana when I was younger, it, it used to give me this like, I'm not gonna say a crushed feeling, but the way you was describing it just now, it kind of seemed like it. Like you know, you get the silly giggle feeling. It's like you can't stop laughing. It's like this is your first feeling that you get that you're supposed to be getting from, like, I don't know, I guess, like, living humans. And, like, hey, other people in the other side of the, what I call the other side, I mean the spiritual realm, you can't get that love from from, from that that side, too. The love don't ever stop. Like, to me, I think person energy doesn't come back. It's because it got dissipated. It's just energy is so negative that it doesn't, it doesn't belong back in the universe. There was no positive energy or what we consider to be love to, like, have that person return back into some form of, like, physical plane. It's, it's really deep. It's really deep. Do you guys believe in true love? Coach. I absolutely do. 
Absolutely, dude. We kind of hit on your earlier point. Like, I definitely, like, will never forget about the first girl that I ever, like, went out and loved. But at the same time, like, any relationship that I've had where I felt like love is a comfortable way to describe it, like, there's kind of phases to that. And, like, when you first start to feel, you know, like, love for somebody, like, deep love, like, it tends to be passionate. Like, love kind of, like, overcomes anything else that's going on and like as you work your way through it like you start to notice vices about people and you start to get little gripes that wouldn't have even begun to matter to you you know like when it first started and it was just like nothing but passion and you're like wow I'm feeling love for the first time in a while like this is flipping amazing but I don't know. I think losing love is also something that's, like, very pertinent. And once you have, like, I'm not going to say scar may necessarily be the right word, but, like, when you're young, you know, if you're in high school or whatever, and you're experiencing your first love, like, you really don't know, like, what it's like to lose that, you know, and, like, what being hurt really feels like and what like shit falling apart really feels like so like you tend to be like very naively trusting and I mean once you've gone through some shit then like it's a lot harder for you to open your heart the same way you may have when you were 16 years old you know and like fucking totally just like head and heels over your fucking high school sweetheart or whenever it happened to happen first for people I don't know it happened pretty young all right Glenn Glenn you were married for a little bit was this the type of uh passion you had with with your with your first wife and perhaps your only wife oh no I mean you're talking about why it's so intense when you're young I think a lot of that has got to do with, for almost everybody, they're going through puberty. So, I mean, it's not just, I think it's a different thing. I think when you get older, when you're called a quote-unquote adult, you're already through puberty, you understand sexuality a lot better, and you're a little more calm. When you're a teenager, everything's new. You know, I mean, yeah. when you're 14, when you're 14 and you get wood, when sense. you get wood in a stiff wind, when you're 14. <laughs> Were you 14 the first time you got wood? You know, like when you're that age. Well, you know, I mean, whatever. The first time you get wood, most right. people are, most guys are around 10. But I mean, when you're 14 yeah. and you're in a middle school and there's girls everywhere, it don't take much. To get wood, yeah. and that's—it's not because I you're falling in love with everybody. I was first date earlier. I was fucking thirteen the first time I went on a date with anyone, and I definitely was not in love with her at any point in that relationship. Nor did I even like faint myself to believe that I was. But it was kind of a funny story. Actually, it wasn't my mom. It was my aunt. First time my aunt caught me humping the bed. I think I was like four. <laughs> what? I was all up on that bed. This is amazing. Like just so now we're gonna tell the story of like the first time we got caught fapping. Yeah, yeah. This is what we're moving on to next. I was just right, crushing the head. I had it in the buck, you know. 
hitting it. I think my little brother was the first one who ever caught me fapping. How embarrassing is that to admit? (laughs) I was like, I was fapping to my little brother, obviously. You just having to walk in the room. I was like watching some porn on the fucking internet, but pretty hard to explain to your little brother. I don't even think like he was even approaching puberty yet. He was like, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, I come home and I and I and I catch you treating your body like an amusement park. <laughs> Reference Seinfeld. Yeah, man, I'm not a big Seinfeld fan, so I didn't it, catch it. This is a good panel for for this discussion. Wait, uh, you know, somebody brought up the, the scar, the scar that that the broken heart leaves you, and I, I, I right. would love if I would love the analytics to be. Um, proficient enough um, to uh, be able to delineate those men who have uh, early um, heart trouble um, with uh, heartbreak. I think there's a correlation. You think there's a scientific correlation there? I think there is. I honestly do. I'm not bullshit. Because he's got a line on that. He's a little holler. Your heart breaks, like, you know. My heart will probably blow up next week. There's <laughs> something of like I don't know physical connection to that um to that emotional aspect of what he was like he's actually describing because uh, think about it. You as a person, I'm not saying you as anyone on this panel, but in general, a person now growing up like a guy, he has no love growing up. He never really, you know, like had anyone in his life. Then all of a sudden, you know, he ran into someone. Da da da. Time goes by. The guy falls in love. Two years later, his heart get broken. You know, and at this age, he's probably about twenty six, twenty seven, being the first time he fell in love. That will put a person in like a state of depression. Like I've seen so many people that got their heart broken, and like it, it went from an emotional state to to emotional slash physical state slash I don't know what's going on with these guys. Like. I'm, it, it happens, and it, it got to be some form of correlation where your emotional status affects your physical status. It, it has to be because the mind, body, and well, I guess French. I don't think that's necessarily, necessarily age relevant. Is the thing like you see these older people like their spouses die or whatever, and it's like they just don't care about fucking life. You know, like people fucking grandparents and shit. That's like Romeo, that earth. That's like uh, the notebook shit. You know, that notebook stuff that only happens in Hollywood. Notebook only happens in Hollywood. I don't know about that. It's one in a million. Honestly, I think it's one in a million. I don't even know if I believe in it. But the the, the case studies of spouses who've been married, you know, 50, 45, 50-plus years, and then one of them, the male or the female, dies. And then literally, you know, two days later, the other one, who is <laughs> at that point in good know. health, also dies. Like, that is shit, man. Like, imagine you'd eaten a grilled cheese sandwich every day for 50 fucking years, and all of a sudden, like, all the fucking cheese on the planet fucking disappears. Like, you have to go without grilled cheese sandwiches. Like, is the depression the same as, like, being married to somebody for 50 years, you know, and they fucking take the bucket, unfortunately? Like, is this necessarily a human attachment, or is this just, like getting in a pattern and a familiarity with things and then having to cope with, like, a world that you've never had to deal with before. 
I think those two are un, 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 untangleable. They're 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 yeah. always fresh smashed. It's called broken heart. I mean, some people really love grilled cheese sandwiches, so like, let's not discount. Yeah, that. I would get out of some grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah, I will make a grilled cheese sandwich, some pizza, cheap ass pizza, <laughs> hot Parmesan cheese. I will steal the no container of Parmesan cheese, get home, get my Wonder Bread out, get my butter, get my skillet, and I'll make real cheese. It. But too much but, cheese in your life will get you constipated. But what I'm trying to say is called broken heart syndrome. <laughs> broken heart syndrome. No, that's, that's a valuable lesson. Broken heart syndrome now is something that actually correlates with emotional state of, like, depression or emotional state of, like, well-being that actually correlates with, with physical, like, health. Like, you can actually Google that. It's called broken heart syndrome. It, it actually exists. Like, no false advertisement yeah. on this one. This, there's some form of correlation. But um, I heard I heard when you guys said when you was 13 that, you know, you first had a girlfriend at the age of 13 and so forth, but you, you wasn't really, like, in love with her. Was it, was it more of, like, a... Um, uh, I said a I went on my first date when I was 13. Oh, first date. Okay, and was my virginity when I was thirteen? Wow, when I was thirteen, I think I was fourteen or fifteen. Um, I don't even think like I I ever went on a date. Like really speaking about it, honestly, growing up in my whole life, nah, I don't think I. A very liberal definition of date. I mean, we went and saw the Big Green, and like we had some pizza. Like I just still still get on a dock in Maine. Still a day, you were still lucky at that age. To have the, have have enough game and sense and common sense to rope in a chick and go to the movies or whatever it may be, you just, it's still a take. Like yeah. thinking about it, I have not ever did that in my life. Like, hmm, I might have to do that one time. How about but, the day you know, you went to see a double a double uh, feature just so you could finger abroad in the movie theater for like another <laughs> four hours? <laughs> you know, if the, that's I'm <laughs> I'm hoping if the movie is whack, she give me head in the movie theater to keep that shit moving. Movie. But uh, <laughs> all up in those lips, you know? Yeah, I had beers with somebody <laughs> earlier and watched the Cubs game or whatever, and he was mentioning, like, his first date was around the same time, and, like, his only goal at the time was, like, over the fucking shirt, you know, like, grab it or whatever, which pretty much was pretty much... Yeah, that was what Just I was welcome to a couple new callers. Like at thirteen year old coach the like. Like that's what you do when you're thirteen, you go out on a date, like you just try to feel some titty over the shirt, nothing too Man. weird. You're the a public thing you so, about masturbation. If you, if you have like, called into this free balling show, you are on the air. That's the bottom line. This is a uh, round table discussion. Whoever, whoever called in, please I was please thinking about you moving on to music. Uh, we have three huge music fans um, as my co-host, Canadian Glenn, uh, representing the classic rock genre. Um, we have Ava, who just, or excuse me, Frank, who just about uh, represents everything. And Coach, I'm just getting to know his taste in music. Why they keep fucking up your name, Frank? What's up with that? Like, they don't even know who you are. You see, that's a good thing. The reason why I keep switching my name so much, like, from Ava to Frank to Billy to Billy Dean, is that sometimes switching your name, it keeps like what I call internet vultures. Internet vultures, you know. Do you guys mind if I have the floor for two minutes so I can explain internet vulture? Is yeah, it? go for it. And you got two minutes for this? All right. Of course. Internet vultures, now is people that actually prey on someone, you know, that, that has, like, 
the same the same going on. You you got the same name rocking for five years. Of course the vulture has been circling, been waiting for you to fuck up. They've been waiting to swoop down on the caucus. Now once you start switching up the names now, the internet vulture is doing a bunch of researches on names that do not exist. Now you're doing research on my old name, my new name and the name I'm currently changing. So it keeps me, you know, alive from the internet vultures and my two minutes should be up on that. Right on. That was a quick two minutes. All right, Annie, I think you got a team to play. And also, really, the only name you really have to know is the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you. you Thank you very much. The Holy Ghost is an apparition, and um, part of the the, uh, sort of the mercurial uh, nature of the Holy Ghost is indeed to switch um, identities quite like a banshee. the Holy Trinity, you know, like smoke, steam, gas, it's a goddamn element, right? But it's, it's it's in different form. But um, I heard you guys also, since we're speaking about love, you know, and sexual, like, you know, activities and so forth, I heard you guys was talking about, you know, the first time you guys got, you know, caught, you know, spanking a monkey. Um, right. I, I'm I'm myself, like, was trying to remember the first time I actually got caught spanking a monkey. And you could believe it was by my nanny. And I had the nerve to ask if she could give me a hand because I seen this shit in the movie I'm watching at the same time. It was like, it was just That's making me laugh when I, when I heard you guys said that shit. I can see you doing that, Frank. All right, hold on. Oh, okay. warning. We're going into the bar. All right. Ooh, yeah, Annie's now in a bar, and Frank's talking about asking his nanny to give him a handy. Yes. I mean, I think that's a wise decision. I mean, you know. Well, I'm glad I'm I didn't ask my little brother, brother to I give me a handy. Look, that just would have been awkward. So my experience is a little different than Frank's. Like, one time I saw I actually thought I in love with with this chick, like well, one chick in my whole life, like actually, actually, talk I did, because I actually spent re- real talk, like seriously speaking, I actually spent about five and a half to six years with this one person in my life. Now, after five and a half, six years, if you're not married to this person or you didn't impregnate this person, what? Frank calls this you just spending convenient time because it's so convenient for you to have this person in your fucking life at this point in time. I think that's what it is. So all you guys out there, you know, you've been in relationships five years, six years, seven years. You're wondering why that shit didn't work out because it was convenient. It was a convenient time. It's what I call convenient relationships. And it will make you think you're in love. It will because... Spending so many time, you know, six, seven years with a person, and you don't have that person in your life or your daily routine anymore. The world puts you, you know, in a corner making you think, like, damn, did I get scarred? And then four months down the line, if you're, if you're normal, and you realize, like, wait, wow, I was actually just wasting spending time with this person. Like, might have been five, six years, but what did we actually accomplish our love in that five, six years? I mean, Hey, do you remember the first time you guys uh, caught masturbating? You're on the radio. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, 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 yeah, I do remember. Yeah. Right on. My mom told me. She, 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 did your mom catch you? Yeah, but she actually didn't catch me. She told me she's on the hold of the 
a hole in the mattress. You know what? That's the way I used to rock it too. <laughs> I do. I just have to tell these fellas that uh, my aunt was amazing. Well, I did. I mean, this was a long time ago. This is a uh, uh, a male sexuality radio show. Yeah. Yeah. So she was just like the hole in the mattress seems suspicious. My mom got a weird mind. She like was convinced that all of her three boys were like shit. Just for freak for us to be gay. So not for them. And That's an odd dream for a mom to have. Yeah, it's really weird. She would always talk about weird school, like, like, she'd be like, she would do stuff like, like, when we were little, like, she might say, like, like, right. It's so weird. Yeah, I, I can't understand this person at all. But that's cultural, right? No, it's my mom being weird. And, like, yeah, I don't know. Right on. Well, I appreciate your candor. Yeah. And I'm glad your pizza went through. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know that's your okay. No, that's exactly what I was going for. Okay. Yeah, I just go in the back. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. All right, we're back live. Let's move to music. Is Glenn still on the line? I haven't heard from Maybe. him in a minute. Glenn, you still here? Maybe. I think I heard a maybe. All right. If Glenn is here, he I may like or may to not be here. Or he may not be. If he may he not is, be. I'd like, I'd like to hear what he's listening to these days. Because we're kind of starting with the old timers and moving forward. Well, I listened to uh, two albums yesterday. And uh, one of them was... Aerosmith, Gun With Mirrors. Which Aerosmith? Which one? Done With Mirrors. Nice. Hey, can I make a request? Can I please see a born in the USA, if, if you guys got that on track? Why? I, I think... I remember my charger. All right, they closed okay. the padding on me. Yeah, right. Aerosmith Done With Mirrors was the first album they did when they got back together uh, after they all got out of rehab and decided not to shoot each other the first time and it was before they started their pop bullshit ascendancy it sounded like real Aerosmith I heard Joe Perry collapsed on stage yeah, it was recently. I don't know if it was yesterday. But... No, yeah, not yesterday, but recently. Um, has there been any uh, reports on him crashing on stage? Was that exhaustion? Hey guys, um, how long? How long till you guys um show finishes? Because I have to hang up. I have to call my girl and tell her good night before um she falls asleep for me. So. Just moving inside. It's all loud. All right, hold on. I gotta find another spot. Um, you got seven minutes to call back in. Can okay. any uh, can anybody take us to a song, or can I, am I the only one who can? 
wait seven minutes to call back in. Well, I'm I'm, I'm just going to chill with you guys for like seven minutes. Hopefully, she don't call the people. It's only been an hour? Man, I love talking to Fuck the radio. It's just good to talk. Um, no, yeah. Coach just turned me on. It's a fun little circle. It's always fun to kick it with y'all. Always, always fun. I miss you guys in the chat. That's one thing I miss. I miss seeing Antichrist's face. I miss coaching and fucking chat rapping with me. Um, I know I've been like you off the internet, but I do miss you bastards, man. I miss you too, man. That's so spiral now. Okay. Fuck, we miss you too. And my, my, I just literally moved into my new apartment uh, tonight. Uh, blew up the air mattresses. Trucks getting here uh, Wednesday. Uh, it's been a long, arduous move, but I just moved from uh, Vermont to Madison, Wisconsin. So far, so good. I know, man. I know he was making that trip. It, it, it's always, always the best thing to My question to you is, what kind of air mattress did you get? Because you get the one that costs like $80, like 85 the one that you can plug into the, the wall socket and just pump up. Talk to me. Frank, I'm going to tell you what kind I got. I got the kind you can borrow from a friend. Nice. I bought one just for the hell of it. It's one of those you plug in. I do like the plug in mattresses, but if you got a cat, it won't last long. Oh, man. But it it does feel awesome, though. It does. It's like sleeping on it. You know, I wake up. I wake up real fresh. I scream out, like, yes. Next to a water bed, I feel like it may have been one of the best sleeps I got for like a couple weeks until my cat fucked it up. So there's that. Like I chose to sleep on this air mattress over actually sleeping on my bed. The the only thing that is wrong with the air mattress is it's not really meant to have sex. So like after having sex on it, like you know, a couple of times, it, it will have like leaky. No, there will be like leaky coming out. A couple times it's like, dope though, for the record. Like sleeping and you wake up in the middle of the air and the, the, the two sides is like encompassing you and you're like, wait, am I on the floor? What the fuck? So you realize you should have never pound that girl out that hard. Hey, you should just, like, put into your budget, like, an air mattress a month or every other week or however often you're going to break one. But I was a little traumatized by air mattresses uh, a few years ago. I had a, a, a friend who came to visit me, and he was going through a divorce, and uh, uh my wife and I set him up an air mattress in the uh, guest room. And one night, he went out. He didn't come back for three days. I got a little concerned about him. Right. Calling people, trying to find him, whatever. And then 5 a.m. one morning, I walked him in the guest room where he was staying. And the air mattress looked like the air had been sucked out of it. He had defecated, urinated, and vomited on this air mattress. And it looked different. And it literally looked like the air had been sucked out of it. It was it was very very it, it was very disturbing. He doesn't seem like he had his calculus with him that night. I bet you if he had that device, it would have been much better. <laughs> you, I mean, probably that makes Creative sense. The rift is with us right here. Like the rift can pretty much put every angst, anxiety, wanting. Correct. So you did say that. So you did say that. You know, this is going to be your um your first night up in the um 
up in the new ends. I know the sister of the Holy Ghost is going to get terrorized. Like, the blessings got to be in every corner of that room. I know you're going to terrorize the shit out of her. No Say, which is the place you got to go to that shit? some Marvin Gaye or some Stevie Wonder, dude. Like some fucking incense. And... I put that Chardonnay on, you know. Do that shit like you're 22. No ordinary love. No ordinary love. I mean, one of the reasons we got into music right now is because Coach just turned me on to some shit. I'm, you know, when I go home and fucking... Roll up my last slip. Yeah, yeah I'm look into her. I'm gonna play what? that shit loud. Oh, I thought I heard my name. No. Oh, yeah, okay. go ahead, bro. How are you? Who's that? Hey, who that? That's either PBB or uh, Vile or the Hydra. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because that person sounds. That person sound like like that person needs to get fucked by Frank. Like. All right, that? we got to <laughs> if, if, if I go and ask this young lady when the first time she got caught masturbating is one of the best in Vegas, I got smacked in the head. Right, right. right now, there's four to one, four to one, I get smacked in Vegas. We have CNY Rebel on the other line. He's taking bets. That's dope. I'm about to get something. Excuse me, ma'am. I was just wondering when was the first time you were caught fucking? To that lady that's masturbating right now. I'm sorry, Jesus Christ. I'm thinking about the lady masturbating right now. To the lady on the phone right now, what my, what my co-host is trying to say to you is, when was the first time you got caught, you know, doing what you do, leaving some sticky trails on the bed? Do I got to get the floor rest and lap? Light bulbs out, talk to us. The euphemism we're using this evening is humping the mattress. When was the first time you got caught humping the mattress? Are you talking to me? Yeah. I didn't even press yeah. one. Um, actually, I've never, I never was. True story. You were never. Yeah. No, never. You sly. You get <laughs> God damn, you slick girl. You slick. You the first. Female. Well, when you do, call us back and let us know how that feels, because it'll I happen will. to you eventually. I, Don't I'm get sure it will. How about getting busted? Last minute of the live people? show. I know. That'd be dope. Get busted live. Like, that's <laughs> happened in public somewhere. Rubbing one by your wife. Just masturbate for us right now and just pretend like all of us caught you. Come on, girl. Do it for us. Who are you? Oh, my God. I didn't even hit one. I'm not even, like, supposed to be on the air right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Come on. Listen, listen, you on the air with the four top Ninja Turtles. Kung Fu slash Mantis slash we we doing some some slashes up in this bitch. You on you on live with the top four dudes on the internet. You're not gonna masturbate for us and pretend we just caught you. Come on, talk to us, female. No. Next time. I'll come on prepared. In the math. Next time is that a promise? Is that a date? Yeah. I'll come prepared. I go live on Friday. Okay. Deal. <laughs> I'm most likely I'm most likely get caught masturbating in about forty five minutes. <laughs> Listen, she takes, but surely she cannot give. You got to give back to us, girl. Right now, you taking all of the good goodness that the four top Ninja Turtles is giving to you right now. I'm not going to tell you who's Raphael, Michelangelo, and <laughs> da 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 da. 
But you right now you got the four top psychos slash ninja turtles slash 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 slash. I know, and it's amazing. I got dibs on Donatello. We're in overtime. Ooh, oh, thank God. And I want you <laughs> want me to. My love is wider. My love is wider than the Victorian age. And my love is taller, 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 taller than the Empire State. Right, right now, you rap with Frank. Canadian Glenn and the one and only co-author and co-founder of the Coculus Rift, a.k.a. Antichrist. And you're not going to masturbate for us? That's like it surprised you? Wow. I know. I know. I'm I'm a letdown. But I, next time, I'll, I'll come prepared. I'll be ready Ooh. for this. I didn't even hit one. Like, I'm not even, like, supposed to, like, the, nobody was even supposed to hear me. <laughs> like, I didn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't care about him wandering around you. I'm playing the, uh, the angel to uh, number. You're part of the crew. We're that you kind of community. Put the masturbating on, on air behind you, quite frankly. Yeah. Listen, no yeah. pun intended. This, this, is, this is how she should have did it. Uh uh, uh, Ninja Turtle, Donatella Lee, how did you to call it all of my faces back to me? Like, see, oh, my God, man. Oh, God. My love nah, is wider. I need to do it better. I felt like if I held out long enough, like, you would just do it better anyway, so that worked out. So, good. so, Coach, what was the name of that lady you just turned me on to, that singer? Uh, She goes by Poe, like Edgar Allan Poe's last name or whatever. Yeah, she was smoking. I mean, dude, the way she sings is way better than the way she looks. But she also is a very attractive young lady, so there is that. She well, doesn't I'm have a lot of issues. Like, I'm one of those people really who sees a person aesthetically, and then their personality can either detract from their aesthetic or it can augment their aesthetic. You know what she's I mean? So she's twisted. Big, like I'm into yeah, things that are different man. and dark, and she's got all that going on. The fact that she looks good is awesome too. But so Frank, what else is new in music, man? Because I know you are all up on the music shit. Well, right now I'm still I'm still trying to get this asshole Diddy to respond to Chingy's moms, but um. Since he since he has not like responded to her and we've been like so nice to him like you know talking to him sending him like calm emails, I think it's time for the people in the music industry to wake the fuck up and hit Diddy up for me like hit Diddy up and tell Diddy this is Frank you're an associate of Frank and, and get in contact with Ching's moms like like that's like the only thing right now in the music industry. That is getting on my nerves. Other than that, the tight jeans and the hugging and kissing and the kumbaya that suck each other's dick. I don't know. I guess you could rock. <laughs> you, heard, you heard that. I got a little tune I want to play on Friday to talk about some of that. And big-ass so chains. It also addresses big-ass chains because I feel like there's been way too many big-ass chains in hip-hop for a long fucking time. Ooh. Now I'm I'm remiss. Like to we need to get beyond the big ass chains. I'm remiss to talk about Spico when Spico's not here, but Spico does not like the big white ass. Like Alexis <laughs> Texas is a little too big for him, and I'm gonna leave it there because he's not here to talk talk for himself. Exactly. But 
Yeah, I like to let Spygo talk for himself, dude. He's way Absolutely. funnier that way. Absolutely. In fact, this is not too big for me. But other than that, though, in the hip-hop industry, it's it's, it's kind of changing right now in the jewelry, um, in the jewelry way. Like, usually it used to be, like you know, that. everyone wanted to have, everyone wanted to have, like, five to ten, like, Jesus pieces on their neck. Like, how many fucking Jesus pieces must you wear on your neck, first of all? Like, I can understand you want to rock Christ God. That's fine, Dandy. But it's changing right now. Instead of the Jesus pieces... Everyone is rocking these angel pieces. Like, if you look at all of the rappers now, you look at they chains. Got, they got these, Where like, t-shirts angel just fucking rap. You know, School of Squad and fucking Cogulous Rare Squad sporting those pentagrams upside down, blinging. <laughs> I don't know too much about that. Um, But back to the angel Jeez. on these guys' neck. No, oh no but no, think about this, though. You, you guys are rapping about a rape pillage, plundering, selling drugs. But then again, you got so much, like, religious iconography on your body. Like, what? The statement and the contradiction, it's, like, really nuts in, like, the hip-hop game and the music industry right now. So, I don't know. I'm not a part of it. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of outside. I'm trying to put the I'm a big together. fan of wearing pieces that, like, represent the cosmos or whatever. Shout out to it, Melissa 13, by the way. She makes some awesome that, jewelry. That, it's, like, that crazy right, shit. That's where yeah, like, I would fucking rock that on a fucking chain that would fucking hurt my back, dude. Like, I would have to have surgery eventually for how heavy yeah, this chain is. I wouldn't mind fucking 45 chains on my neck like Ice T. They're not Ice T. What's his name? Mr. T from the 18. But how do they expect me to go swimming with 45 chains on my neck? I'm going to sink to the bottom of the First of all, how do they expect me to, like, wrap her side though? Really? Like,. You see him in hot tubs, but do you ever see him by a pool? Eric Eric, Eric B. and Rakim ropes, those gold ropes. Yep, niggas had some rope links. Like, they rope links. Like, I'm not here to deny the jewelry game, but stop putting the blood diamonds from Africa into the fucking jewelry you guys is rapping about. I'm tired of this. Come on now. Fucking see no rope. What Coach was saying, though, about having, like, Symbols and like iconography of the universe that can attract and bring like positive vibrations to you. That that's what's up. That's that. I would definitely rock those type of like sigils all day. But to just rock like a uh, angel cross, like no apparent reason, like real vibrations coming from that back into myself out to the ether. Nah, it's useless. Like I do wear religious iconography because I do believe in certain things, but you're not going to confuse me and what the Bible is trying to tell me from what my common sense could tell me. There was this dude back in the way that we used to go out to rustling and do hilarious interviews. I feel like taking a page out like that. That nigga used to go in the street to do interviews. He used to find regular people and pay them $2 for 40 ounces. And he would get interviews, shout out. He, he even had a midget. to go in the bodega shuffle. Looking out. Yeah. That was boss. All right, hold on. I got to have a drink real quick. And then I'm back on it. Glenn, are you still here? How was what are you doing, Glenn? Glenn's gone. Oh, are you still here, Glenn? Maybe. 
Dude, shout out to you for holding this shit down with me for like the first 15 minutes when no one knew what was going on. It turned into something really fun, but we had to get over that hump. On, on the view. <laughs> the view can yeah, the view up here on Wednesday nights is the show to listen to. If you ain't got shit to do on a Wednesday night, that's what you should be checking out, dude, because it's Absolutely. fire. And if you listen to the archives of the view up here, uh, probably the best angle on Canadian. Yeah, and they uh, Jameson meet. Thank you. Yes, wait. <laughs> the name of this show is called what? The View Up Here. Yeah, it's yeah, it's called The View Up Here. It airs on Wednesday nights at nine o'clock Eastern, and it's dope. You should listen to it. Oh, and, uh, cool. Canadian politics uh, as thoroughly as they can be covered. Like Frank. Oh, uh, um, this, this is one thing that no one can tell me about Glenn and, and, and the Canadian politics. Like, I literally sat in one of his shows, called in, spoke to some, like, political dude that was over there, like, really political guy, everyone knows, famous character. And Glenn is on it. He's really serious about that Canadian yeah. politics and what he does on his show. Like, that I give to him. He's definitely serious about that. Dude, him and a guest have no problem doing two hours. Like, there's several times that I've called, and he's just like, I'm really into it. I didn't even notice that you called. Like, I'm so fucking sorry. I'm just, like, really convicted about this shit, and I've got this really awesome guest. I'm like, Glenn, you do you, brother. Like, no big deal. Like, it's serious business for him. And it's awesome. Yeah. But... I don't know, man. It's because, you know, how, how that goes, man. The timing, my timing is always off. So I cannot say, okay, I'm back on and the show is going to be, like, on a regular basis. So that's the only reason why yeah. I haven't, like, came back with it. But I do have a lot of ideas and I do you got a lot of crazy sketches I need to get out there, though. No doubt. I think we Dude, we're just glad to have work. you in any capacity we can have you, man. Like, I'm going to give you a hard time about it because, why wouldn't I? I would expect the same of you. You know what I'm saying? But and dude, you got to do Frank. Frank's got to do Frank, man. Just, we want a little Frank in our lives once in a while. And if you got other shit going on, like you can't do a regular thing. That's what Frank's got going on. Always going to give you love. Like I was, Frank was one of the characters that was just calling into your show, just just to call in to get your show popping. Like, fuck that, coach, coach got his show going on. Frank was calling to this bitch, but um, it's always love. But you guys, I I thank you guys very much for having me on. Um, I did appreciate you guys for yeah, having me. Thanks for hanging out. Yes, um, myself, but I do need to make this call. Um, to that girl who called in and didn't want, did not want to masturbate for the four times he hit you into the fiddles. Slash, slash, slash. We got so much slashes. Hey, we'll man. get her. Don't worry about that, dude. Does it? The only variable is time. Happens. I don't know what Antichrist this is up to. It's probably down to me and him and girl who won't masturbate and several other people who are probably on the call but not saying shit. I can't make people feel comfortable. All right, guys. Maybe next time. 
for the uh, Ninja Oh, there will be a next time. <laughs> okay. I think she no, is good. a total Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. Why do people hate that young lady so much? What young lady? Was, it, was that Panda? That had to be Panda. Uh, I don't think it was Panda because I think that 2J was talking about calling. Oh, okay. Right. I just don't get that. Why would he be calling her if she were already here? Word. Absolutely. I, I get confused. That's my only thought there. On this, uh, on this little sliver of the of the Twitterverse. Yeah, you yeah. and I can one on one about some situations with that. I really don't feel like publicizing it. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. selling us. It's all about the love, man. Right? You can't yeah, feel I'm the big man. Me too. And that is the uh, sort of the thesis of the show. First love. First time's caught rubbing one out, whether you're humping the matches or uh, ejaculating into a, uh, a shady pink box. I wish I had humped the mattress, dude. I wish I had a story about that, but I just don't. Maybe I'm a lame. I don't know. I used to just work that mattress. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Like I said, I wish I had that story. What it did was it developed my thigh muscles. You know, my upper thigh muscles. Oh, that was a workout for you is what you're telling me? Well, yeah. That's how you got your abs working was you humped the fucking mattress? Exactly. Exactly. Hey, I'm sure you got a six-pack now, so whatever works, bro. I'm a six-pack back at the house. Right now I have a shot of (laughs) I got one of those as well, so life is good, man. Life is good, man, Coach. You're the best, brother. No doubt. Ava, Coach, Canadian, three of the best people on the internet, heart-wise, everything-wise. Fucking Ninja Turtles, man. Son of a bitch. Frank, I'm I get stuck in those videos. Did I mention that I rescinded my comment about the Princess quarterback? I didn't realize that. How unfunny. Yeah, that came up in DM, but I think the whole thing was in DM. And, and I don't ever think you, like, tweeted anything publicly about it. Because you, 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 you seem like a pretty progressive enlightened guy, and yet I entirely agree with you about the sports thing. But does that make us um, cavemen? I don't really think so, dude. Like, I don't read into anything in these crazy fucking DMs or whatever, like. You know the kind of shit I hear in there? Like, it's all fucking oink, oink, bang, bang, and, like, <laughs> yes, it is. I don't know. Like, do I take any of this shit fucking seriously? Not really. Like, this is a place to fucking say the shit that, like, we wouldn't say publicly because we don't want to have a six-hour-long fucking argument with, like, some fucking conservative Christian church about it. Now, yeah, neither do I. I take nothing seriously at all on here. Um, and then we have a brother like Flint. Um, yeah. Now. And yet they just... Yeah, well, God love him for being an individual. There's only one Flint on this fucking planet, I feel. Like right? he's in a league of his fucking own. So what he does what? is kind of unique. Man. 
and you got to respect it. Like, I hope the actual city of Flint respects him to the utmost. Like, I, I want to see, to like, 50,000 people Houston. from the actual city of Flint, you know? God forbid when he ever passes, show up at his funeral, like, smoking joints with, like, kegs of beer and shit. Like, I wanted to be the rowdiest party Flint's ever seen because that's what he would want. But Flint you wouldn't know? show up. But he wouldn't show up. Well, I mean, in a casket, maybe. <laughs> but not for any recognition. And that's why we love Flint, you know? Yeah. And they just they just six more people um, for that debacle, you know? That's yeah. good doing for our, for our little our little corner of this little fucking crazy universe. Thank was, God we I, got it, man. It's sanity for yeah. all of us. Absolutely, man. It's the padded room without the straight jacket. Well, congrats on your fucking crib, man. That was really good news. I'm like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck he wants to do tonight because, like, that's really dope that he got the shit figured out. And I can tell he's in a really good mood. We should just fucking party about it. Word. Exactly. Yes. I mean, and I actually might be happy. Like, this new apartment is killer. I actually walked to a bar tonight. You know, the last yeah. 20 years, I have lived up in the fucking woods, man. Like, right. In the hills, in the woods, literally 30 miles from the closest bar. That is I'm kind of in the woods now, and it's very temporary, dude. I can't wait to get back into the city. It may very well happen next month. But it's been a very short struggle for me. Like, I showed up out here in, like, February first now, maybe the second, because it's probably after midnight, but I mean, I'll spend six or seven months out here, but it's felt like fucking ten years. Like, I have nothing but time to think, and that fucking kills me, dude. Like, I want to walk around the places and, like, bike to the gym and just, like, be part of a fucking city, and there's nothing to be part of out here. Like wolves and coyotes and deer and shit. Like I'm not used to that. Like they just run loose around my yard. I'm like, this ain't a fucking zoo, bitch. Like why are you just running around? I got shit up on me. I gotta ask him about the masturbation thing. Alright, they're walking up on me. (laughs) Be prepared. Word up. I might get a swing. If I do, I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. No doubt. Shout, Shout out to Muhammad that. Ali from the city of Louisville. On a radio show about uh, male sexuality. When was the, were you ever caught masturbating? When, when? Well, I mean ever. Like, when? or when was the first time? First time, 11 years old. 11, right on. Word, I was nine. Have you ever been caught masturbating? No. No, right on. Jay just roughed it. it off. Like, you could cover it or just not even close? Not even close. Not, I caught my sister masturbating once. That was the first time I caught her in his dick. Me? Let's hear uh, that story. I want to hear the story okay. of when she caught her sister masturbating. Yeah, that was an honest question. As is that. As okay. is that. And too shy. <laughs> you guys have a great night. Yeah. See, I could have gotten mad. But, but who has time to get mad? That was a good I, interview. Absolutely. I wish I could have heard the story of when she caught her sister masturbating. It was my only regret. Her old man wasn't having it. Oh, yeah, that shit happened. She looked at me with a sparkle in her eye, and he just whisked her off. Yeah, that shit happened. 
I'm just been there, done that, man. I'm grotesque. Apparently. Welcome to your new city. That's probably the fucking mayor and his wife you just talked to. I'm going to be the mayor. Welcome to Madison. You just met the mayor and asked his fucking wife. She got caught fapping the first time, so you're banned from town now. (laughs) Exactly. When you see Antichrist 73, like, uh, suspended or the other thing, uh, like, deleted, you know that I'm going for the mayor of Madison. Hey, go for it, dude. That guy you just talked to didn't sound all that cool. So, honestly. No, he got angry. He got a little angry. Yeah. I mean, was anybody retorts with, like, a homosexual um, innuendo? Uh, They're angry. They're either not comfortable with it. And they need to be taken over as mayor of Madison. Absolutely. They, they need to be gentrified. And there's only one man I know in Madison who has the skill set to do that. There may be only one man in Madison you know. But I know a chick from Madison, so. but I only know one man from Madison. So It's a killer town. You guys better come visit. We, uh, it's really there. not all that far. Like, if I go to Chicago, dude, it's a very short drive from there. Dude, when you go to Chicago, you better call me, man. Yeah, I'll be there, like, next month for a couple of days. I don't have the dates in front of me, but I will legit be in Chicago for, like, two or three days next month. Another thing I was wondering about is DEF CON is coming up. Who's going to DEF CON? Anybody? I actually was, like, talking to some friends, like, there's a U.S. bartender, and I'm like, this is DEF CON, like, all my fucking crazy techie friends want to go to fucking DEF CON, like, I think it's in Milwaukee this year, actually, it's going on right now, but I'm like, man, I would fucking float on DEF CON any day of the week to go to the U.S. Bartenders Guild conference. Are you telling me it's not in, in Vegas? It's in Milwaukee? DEF CON's in Vegas. Yeah, the US Bartenders Guild Conference is in Milwaukee. That's a much cooler guild, like a much cooler conference. I feel like you're right, but not a lot of the people in our circle are bartenders. Here's a a question for the ages, Coach. When I met you, which is years ago, several years ago, um, you were... You were attending bar. Yeah. You you did at one point ten bar, correct? I still ten bar from time to time. It's not an everyday thing for me now, but I mean I still consider myself a bartender in some capacity. Right on. Now do you still consider yourself a coach? Uh, Coach USA Team Women's Curling is going to win the gold many times over, so that's what's up. That's something I'll never give up on, dude. My girls on Team USA Women's Curling are never going to age. We're just going to own this shit for like 50 fucking years. The asses on those curling women are crazy. Oh, you have yet to meet my girls. It is Molly like, Lane I mean, Seven, Poetic Breeze, Kel Hart, my women, unbelievable. Unbelievable. You heard it here first, Philip. 
There you go. You know what's a great law in that? The Team USA women's curling fucking calendar. It, it might do as well as the JVAB fucking art calendar. Seriously, like it's gonna <laughs> fucking move off the shelves like you would not believe. I I I do believe it. I've seen those. I've seen those curling girls, but they're exceptional. Who was that? That was a that was a forlorn sigh I just heard. I don't know. I just opened a beer. That's about the only noticeable noise that I would have made. It is. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Wow. You know, it's crazy. They have these. They have a law in Madison. So if you're, if you if you say your closing time is two a.m., you like have to stay open. Mm -hmm. And I think it breeds resentment amongst the bartenders. Absolutely. You know, closing time in Louisville is four a.m. In Louisville, and there's a lot of bars that are dead like two thirty, and the bartenders just have to sit around and twiddle their thumbs for an hour and a half. Yeah, and that I mean, yeah, yeah that's rough. It's bad. There are a lot of individual establishments that'll say we close at two or we close at one or whatever, but like the official closing time, like alcohol cutoff in Louisville is four o'clock in the morning. There's a ton so of bars that are right open. Now. My so jeans forth. are sagging like so far down. Fuck yeah, dude. You got to do it upright. You're in a new town, man. You're marking your fucking territory. You're letting them know who just fucking moved the fuck in. I'm urinating on the bar as we speak. That's amazing. I'm about to urinate in the middle of my yard. But that's not half as cool um, as urinating on the bar in a new town. Well, I'm actually urinating in the urinal. But once um, in in D.C., my sister got me a job... uh, um, as a bartender at a, at a bar, and um, as bright as I am, I showed up there the night before and got absolutely spun and actually urinated on the bar. And the next day, the manager was nice. so drunk that he didn't even remember who I was. So needless to say, I got the job. Excellent. Now, that That's is white privilege. That's white oh, yeah. privilege. That's nepotism. Hopefully... That. Sorry. All right, you got about you got about three minutes left before DTR ends the show. Three minutes left before ends the show. Glenn, you're back. What's going on on uh, on the view on uh, Wednesday? Oh, seriously? Who the fuck wants to know that? I do. Do a little plug. I always listen to I also do. So the two of two people that are actually on the call. Yeah, I do. I think. And I everyone think else at the, the random bar that fucking Annie's at in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's not even a fun bar. Uh, well, then maybe they don't want to know about what's going on on the View up here on Wednesday night. I do. I'm so close to Canada now. You am I closer to Canada now <laughs> in Wisconsin or Vermont? See, in Vermont, I'm only 50 miles where I lived in Vermont. I was only 50 miles from Montreal. And before I had passport problems, I used to go up there all the time. But that isn't the Canada that Glenn lives in. That's a different Canada. That's a right. French Canada. Glenn lives Canada. in the western part of yes. Canada. 
So what's going on uh, on the view up here on Wednesday? I really do want to know. Well, after seven years and hundreds of millions of dollars, the government of Canada has unrolled a new payment system to pay employees of the government, and it is a massive fucking failure. There are people who haven't been paid for six months, and it's an Wait IBM This sounds like a big story. It's yeah, an this sounds like a big story. It was set up by Emperor Harper, who's long gone. Uh, IBM themselves told the government not to roll it out yet. It wouldn't work. The new government refused to listen. And now we have tens of thousands of employees that are not getting paid at all, not getting paid for overtime. Summer employees are not getting paid. It's a complete fucking disaster. It's going to take at least $25 million to fix it. But yet nobody seems to know how it happened. But they've been getting warned about it for two years. All right. Now, one quick follow-up question. Um, Within this plan, um, are they planning on paying back any of the back wages owed or the back overtime owed? Well, they are. But the problem is they are now dependent on a system that doesn't work. There's no other way to enter it. And who's going to pay for it? And I guess you'll cover that on Wednesday. Well, the taxpayers. Who else? Right. Exactly. Well, Wednesday night is uh, Canadian Glenn's show, The View Up Here. It's one of the best shows uh, on VTR uh, covering Canadian politics and sometimes delving into the the great ignorant South, um, but mostly Canadian politics. So tune in. To uh, the view up here from Canadian Glen. Sure. Okay. And uh, coach, when's your? When's your are you going to do a show soon? Uh, yeah, I show every Friday at ten. Well, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. I very rarely do. <laughs> it's always a fucking shit show. So. Yeah, and I love it. That's why I call yeah. it. There you and, go. Uh, Absolutely, and I think uh, I was talking a lot about the political conventions, and like I tried to have some points to make, and like I just opened up the lines and started putting people on, and all I did was get talked over, and uh, yeah, it was super fun. I will say that that's usually how it goes. Like you try to make the show all about love, we talked about that for all of like twenty minutes, and then it turned into fapping, and then we started like farting around about random bars and shit, and like now here we are. So there's only one. There's only one motherfucker who can keep a show on a rail. And that's that's Glenn, and Rebel was pretty good at it too. No uh, doubt, you know, without question. But uh, too much fun. And uh, Friday, I'm going to tune in. And uh, so maybe it's Monday. Um, well, maybe Tuesday, depending on what time. Uh, I don't have a watch on. but what, what, It's what technically time. Tuesday night here. It's like 12. Okay. So tomorrow night, we'll have uh, the view up here. Actually, it's 2.30 Eastern, which is scary to me. But whatever. I ain't scared. You, you never scared, Coach. You coach, babe. I never scared. You ain't never scared. Yeah, dude, I've dealt and, with a lot weirder things than this on BTR. This ain't shit for real, dude. This is money and I understand. This is actually a pretty uh a, a pretty uh well pulled pulled in show. 
No, I had a really good time with it for sure. It's a good thing it was set for an hour as opposed to two in all fairness, even though we're going to end up talking for two hours. Not everybody was going to stick around for two hours. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, with a 60-minute scheduled show, you should only be getting 30 of overtime, and we're already past that, so I don't really understand what's going on here. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought I, you I always agree, got an hour of overtime. I grease the palms of the BTR people because I meet them so frequently in my in my travels. Just kidding. More like their servers just fucked up again as usual. That's all. Yes. Exactly. I bet you we I bet you we can go on for an hour and forty five, but the archive will be an hour and a half. Right. Yeah. And that and that's really the uh, what they what they care about, right? That's the analytics part. I keep getting these like emails that say you should monetize your show. I'm like, Yeah, you goddamn mind. Yeah, I get emails every PR all the time. Yeah. You know I what you do? You, you, no, you respond and you say, you should try delivering the product I pay for before I make you any fucking money. <laughs> exactly. No, I just send them dick pics is what I do. I just send them dick pics. Much easier. <laughs> they love them, too. All right, so on Wednesday night, we have The View up here coming up with uh, Canadian Glenn, and uh, he'll be talking about the newest, uh, sort of, uh, um, what would you call that? A uh, a grift uh, on working people in Canada uh, who have been unemployed for a while and are supposedly employed. No, by these the state. are these are government employees. They are fully employed. Yeah. They're just not getting paid. Right. Wow. Ain't that a bitch? No, so well, why you know. why well that 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 would all right a question for Wednesday night that that maybe we take into consideration is if there isn't the revenue to pay a state employee is there the revenue to support uh, what in this country we would call a 401k plan for uh, an uh, IRA um, or a, or a retirement package or something like that. It's not a question of there not being a budget and all that kind of shit that you guys go through down there. It's got nothing to do with there being money. It's that their fucking system does not work. How far away are we from the just the North American Union? That's a show I'd like to like to hear you do, where it's all just one. Well. It doesn't really matter to me because I'll happening. I'll die before NASA I'm a, was a big step towards it unofficially though, and that should happen 20 years ago. NASA, yeah, Glenn. Well, another just, quick question: doesn't. Will you ever will you ever cover the um um the uh, what's the right word the uh, the comedy show that is the American election? Nope. Good, good man. Way to stick to your gun. No. No fucking way, man. I could care less. Yeah, me me neither. Coach, what about you? Any care in this uh in this election? Um I'm gonna make a hellacious amount of fun of it, probably. Nice. Yeah, I'm that. never gonna let it get terribly serious. Like 
if people called in and they were like, oh, my God, you need to vote for this person or that person, I would hang up on them. Like, if somebody's got some hot takes, like, some fire jokes about it, like, that'd be funny. Like, I don't know. But if I don't have a dog in this fight. Everyone's fucking ridiculous. So, like, what the hell ever. If you want to make fun of them, that's great, but... You know, it's great. My dad had, my dad is pretty deep into Alzheimer's, and then every once in a while he'll just yell out, like, Bill Clinton sucked dick or something like that. Awesome. That's dope. That sounds yeah. amazing. I yeah, want to meet your dad now. <laughs> oh, he's the best. We should have beers with your dad sometime. Can you drink beer in a situation? Oh, he, oh dude, he can drink me under the table, which is an alarming statement. All right, amazing. If I ever go to Mi- is your dad in Madison? Nah, he's in D.C. Okay. So road trip to D.C. If he is starts what pulling out like the aperitifs, like the digestivos, like the grappa and the chartreuse, and uh, yeah, all that chartreuse stuff. is amazing. Fuck. I fucking love chartreuse. He yes. will drink that shit all <sighs> night, dude. That's amazing. Let's go to fucking and, D.C. and drink chartreuse with your dad. I'll bring a bottle. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, you will. You'll bring a good one. No doubt. All right. I think you're about to kick me out of here, um, and I think we're in overtime, and that will conclude. Um, well, I'm going to uh, meander around for a little bit, but officially I think we're concluded with this episode of uh, At All Radio. That's a good Word. name, At All Radio. I like it. Well, thanks, gentlemen, for hanging out. It's been highly entertaining. Absolutely. Yo, Glenn, I love you so much, my brother. I hope you're feeling good, man. I hope you're getting stronger. For real, so much love to you, man. Coach, yeah, you know, I love you, man. Yeah. Welcome to Madison, you crazy fuck. I hope it treats you right. I think it will, man. I'm feeling pretty good. Word. It's not just the alcohol. My August. <laughs> my August is going to suck, guys. man. Glenn, I love you, man. Later. Keep getting stronger, brother. I got surgery this Friday, man. I start all over. You do? On your legs? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we'll all be thinking about you um, and uh, sending you mad love, mad good vibes. All right, man. But I, imagine, I imagine that's a little bit of a of a milestone, like uh, a second surgery, like, getting better surgery or like making things worse surgery. Cause I know, you know, fixing, the the, fixing their fuck up surgery. I got you. No, I got you though. If the bar's closed, that, that silver ain't going to do me no justice. Just have a couple smokes, man. What am I going to do with quarters, man? Unless you're trying to play pool. <laughs> yeah, so go play music. That's even better. Take those cigarettes. All right, dudes, I'm out of here. All right, brother. Yo, um, I'll tune in Wednesday. And uh, but if I don't get to talk to you, best of luck with that surgery, brother Max. All right, thanks, man. Good night. Yeah, I love you, Glenn. Hey. Word. Be good.